before you made that definite decision to enter the path. There was a moment of clarity, something that made you make the jump. Try to recall that moment, that emotion, those concepts. Try to remember the event, if there was one. Try to recall it with such clarity now that all those concepts, emotions, that very state of clarity itself can be invoked to your present state. Why are you on the path? What are you seeking? Never mind the ones that you read about that you're supposed to have. Once there is some stability, some, some clarity, try to stabilize it by holding on to it <coughs> and recreating the event, recreating the emotion. want that sense of determination to come up again, that determination that pushed you. You wanted to push you into this meditation. What are we going to meditate on? We are going to look for something. We are going to look for the antidote for all our problems. our limitations. And let that moment of clarity that pushed you into the path, let it come again. Let it bring with it that level of that level of conviction. And let it be the Guru the Lama, let it guide you. How should the body be? How should the breath be, the mind be? And just let the body fall into its conducive mode. Let it sink into the posture that is conducive for you to acquire the object termination. As though the body itself is determined to achieve what you are aspiring to achieve. Your legs are seeking stability. Let them seek it. Let them find it. Let them rest in comfort and stability. Your hands also. You don't need to consciously hold them in place. They know what to do. Let them go. Let them find comfort and Elbows not too far, not too close to the body. Shoulders are even and relaxed.
your back naturally straight and you feel the stability of a mountain. Head and neck to consciously hold them in place. Mouth, teeth, tongue resting in their natural places. Eyes already adapting what is conducive for meditation. Already is seeking its place that is in conformity for you to achieve meditative state. Just look at it. No need to control it. Don't even need to force your mind to focus on the breath. Don't worry about distractions. No need to do anything about them. Just watch the breath. Watch it seek and finding and seeking into meditative state. Just know that you're breathing out as you breathe out. Just know that you are breathing in as you breathe in. That's all. If there are other thoughts, other feelings, other concepts, other sense besides you know that you're breathing out, that's fine. As you know you are breathing in, that's fine. how the breath is sort of finding its space and there's a sense of calmness in the body and a sense of seeking further calmness in the body and the breath also just let it go to its calms. And watch the very awareness itself. Watch your mind. The part of it that is aware, that knows this is in-breath, now this is out-breath, this is in-breath. Notice its continuity. And just have the intention to have this continuity remain unbroken, remain continuous while you follow out-breath, transforming into in-breath, transforming back to out-breath. Keep it this up, following 21 cycles of breath.
the sense of calm, the sense of ease that you all have. Let it go into the background, not disappearing, but just staying in the background. And again, bring to the fore that sense of determination. Why are you going to meditate? What are you going to meditate on? While you are reviewing this, focus in the point in front of you at the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length distance from you. space, feel the very presence of what is for you, what you're aspiring to achieve, your infallible guide, taking a form in entirely of light, a form taken specifically to guide you, to inspire you, and somewhere within you, you feel a measure of conviction that indeed you is in front of you in that bright form. Holding on to this measure of conviction in your mind, show your reverence prostrate. Focusing on that presence in front of you, take a refuge. Again, find that measure of conviction, the means to help you achieve your goal is right in front of you, find that measure of conviction, hold on to it, and feel that sense of gratitude, and out of that sense of gratitude, make offerings. things that makes you happy that you own and offer them. Things owned by no one ever. Things which exist only in your imagination and offer them. 
your conscience to help remove obstacles admit your faults admit the actions committed under the influence of your weaknesses bring that these are the very cause for all the obstacles that you have experienced and will continue to experience feeling a sense of intelligent regret seeing how these are due to the force of habit under which you are almost powerless so for protection for strength turn again to your infallible guide take refuge strength of the regret, strengthened further by the strength of your weapon, make a promise to restrain in the future according to your capacity, then make a promise to do something to make up, and something that you will continue to do until you see signs of purification. find the mind further, take great joy in good yours and others, all degrees of merit, those in the world and those beyond the world, especially take great joy, rejoice for those who have achieved what you are seeking to achieve.
rejoice especially for those who are in an environment that makes it difficult for them to exercise virtue. We rejoice for whatever virtue they are able. the awareness of the sense of calmness in the body, the mind and the breath come back. Stay with the awareness of that sense of calmness. Watch it deepen. And from within this sense of calm, sense of tranquility, let your heart embrace all beings. various forms of suffering that they are enduring, the happiness that keeps eluding them. And let compassion and love swell in your heart. When this compassion and love becomes almost forcing you to take an action, Turn to your spiritual guide. Feel and know that through one spiritual guide you are connected to all the enlightened beings. And on behalf of all those who are suffering, ask the enlightened beings to please teach. Teach how to truly end pain teach how to find true happiness, them to come into the lives of beings and stay there and teach them until they are all free and truly happy. again. Feel the emotion of determination, what you're going to do in this meditation. Let the determination energize how you're going to dedicate the merit you've gathered so far and these preliminaries to help you succeed in this meditation.
arousal of the mind, the sense of tranquility. Focus again on the bright presence in front of you. In there all the answers that you are seeking, the very state that you are seeking. wish to be closer, ask the teacher to come to the crown of your head. Feel the teacher above you. Feel that presence. above your head, feeling a strong, bright presence, to realize the goal you seek and to be free of the obstacles that you've encountered before and that you will definitely will encounter in this meditation. And let a cascade of nectar descend from the teacher's heart seek and purify you of your obstacles. Watch your level of conviction. aspire to become inseparable with the teacher.
certain point through the very strength of your aspiration the form dissolves into a point of light see and feel this point of light descend through the crown of your head see this point entering the very center of your heart your heart center and there is your mind there it mixes inseparably with your mind Let the awareness of your breath guide you to the awareness of your body again.
Hello everyone, welcome. Okay, I think we're sort of uh, winding down uh, meditation on, uh, on wisdom meditation. We've been doing that for, I don't know, it seems like a couple of years or something. So uh, we are now at the very end of the, the Hot Sutra. That's what we've been using as the, the sort of like a, the, the manual for meditating on wisdom. And the part that we've reached right now has nothing to do much with uh, the kind of meditation that we've reached now. It's not really the really wisdom, formal me- wisdom meditation per se. It's okay, I've tried all that and I haven't gone anywhere, please help me. Kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of meditation. Okay. Or this way you go into the, uh, you know, asking for help. And that's where the, uh, the meditating on the, the mantra of the perfection of wisdom comes, comes into help. But you, as you're meditating on the mantra, you're supposed to try to recall as much as you can do before, almost as if you know, uh, okay, this is what all I've got, and and I'm supposed to get to here. Help me, help me look. And this, this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. So what am I missing, so to speak? Okay. Uh, the the important thing to remember about meditating on meditation, the proper meditation on, on wisdom, is just remember you're looking for something. And what you're looking for is not emptiness. You're not looking for emptiness. You're hoping to bump into emptiness. Okay. But what you're looking for is what you are convinced about what uh, what you uh, are be- what you believe to be the your what is your conviction about the true nature of reality. Okay. That's what you're looking for, and you must look for it with all sincerity. You must look for it with. Uh, you m- it must appear first to you with, uh, with, uh, with as much clarity as possible. Until that, until you have that, you can't really do meditation. On, on can't really do wisdom meditation. If all uh, remembering what, what wimsiness is supposed to be about, that's not. That's a kind of wisdom meditation, but it's not really wisdom meditation where you're supposed to come out of it one day as an aria. Okay, this meditation is really just reviewing, sort of like a re- meditation where okay, Nagarjuna said this, uh, no, uh, says this. That's really just like a okay. And unfortunately, when you're doing all this reviewing, your mind may end up uh, um, what is called uh, uh, positing, positing emptiness. Okay. For you, emptiness is something that you're looking for. It's some beautiful, mysterious thing, and and, and unfortunately, it's very uh, poetic descriptions of emptiness that makes you think that oh, I'm going to find this very beautiful poetic thing. Okay, that's that that's not what you're really looking for. And uh, one uh, and and some schools, with, even within Bu- uh, Buddhist Buddhist schools, uh, those who are looking at Buddhism for and they have some sort of sympathy for it, but they don't quite understand what this is about because they're not practicing it. So when they come to emptiness and they're describing it, this sounds like they're describing something. No, it, they're describing something that is, you know, that would blow your mind. It's like a, a, a you go to a museum and then there's this painting or art that just blows your mind, and that's what emptiness is supposed to be. Okay, emptiness is not is not something. 
Okay. It's not something. You're not looking for something that, that is that, that you will later say, oh, that's emptiness. Emptiness is what you end up with while you're looking for what you think is the true nature of reality. Okay. Uh, one of the beautiful dis- description of emptiness, especially for those who are uh, on the, uh, I would, uh, prone to mysticism or to, to, the, to the mysterious, uh, you know, it, you're told that oh, it, is, it is the unconditioned, it is the beyond, it is uh, what other beautiful phrase? The beyond. It is. Uh, it is beyond all reasoning. It is beyond mind. It is beyond speech. So when they're describing this, so you think that oh, you're going to find something, and when you find it with your mind, you're going to say, "Oh, it's beyond my mind." When you find it with your mind, when you see it, you're going to say, "Oh, it's beyond what I'm. Uh, it's beyond perception." So you have this strange thing in your mind about emptiness that you're that you're looking for. Okay, and it's as and it's the same as looking for, for. I don't know how many people here would be offended if I say Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like looking for Santa Claus. Okay, you have this idea in your mind Santa Claus is this way, spell is that way, and that way. Looking for Santa Claus, and you believe that you're gonna find Santa Claus. Okay, so unfortunately, you you gonna keep searching, keep searching. And you're not going to find Santa Claus. Okay? So, if you think that emptiness is something that you're going to find, and you're going to keep searching, searching until you find something you're going to call, oh, that find it. Okay? So, what are they, what, uh, what, what is it that, and, and I sort of, uh, I'm sort of guilty also, uh, uh, and when I say uh, when, uh, it, it is, uh, I what the word I use? I use the mysterious, mysterious, mystery, mystery. It's the it's emptiness is like mystery. Okay, and already I have set you up to look for something. That when you stumble upon it, you're gonna say, oh, that's mystery. Oh, ah, mystery, mystery. Okay. But it's talking about the nature of your experiences, the nature of what you perceive, the nature of what you are, those things that you cannot deny. What is the ultimate nature? The ultimate nature is such that once you thoroughly examine what you are experiencing that you cannot deny, you end up with a mystery. You end up with a something that is uh, you end up with an experience no, it's not an experience. Now you understand what they say, you cannot talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Try to talk about it. And it's not an it, really. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, you're meditating on emptiness, you're not really holding, you're not, it's not like you're, you're looking for emptiness. What you're really looking for is what you believe to be the true nature of reality, what you already have the conviction about. That's what you're looking for. Okay, that's what you're really looking for, with conviction. And then, you end up with the truth. And that truth is what is being called emptiness. Okay. Uh, just like when, when, uh, no, uh, when you're looking for something in a place, and then the kind of visual perception or the kind of cognitive 
perception that you have once you don't find it it's very similar to arriving at the truth of emptiness okay so if I were to apple that's that's over here <laughs> see you're directly looking at an apple what kind of an apple you, are you directly perceiving Uh, an iPod. An iPod. <laughs> oh, not not over there. Over here. <laughs> over here. Oh, Apple. Yeah. Over here. The Apple that's over here. Not this Apple. This Apple. <laughs> over here. Okay. See the direct perception that you're having about this Apple over here. That's the kind of that's the what would you call this? The visual. It's not really a visual, but the the direct cognitive experience that you're having with this Apple that's over here. That's the cognitive experience you're supposed to have when you look at this. What you think is actual, or what you think truly exists. You keep looking for it, you keep looking for it, keep looking for it, and where all the things are supposed to be, and then eventually you arrive at the same cognitive experience about this apple. Not this one. It's apple. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Now, what is, what is this thing... What about this thing that you can... That, what can you say about this thing? Is it really a thing? What can you say about it? What color is it? What, what's em, what emotion is it? Exactly. <laughs> okay? So emptiness is, is like that. That's why they give, they give all these beautiful mysterious uh, 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 descriptions of it. It's unconditioned. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say about this, right? Unconditioned. Mystical. Beyond mind. <laughs> so it's not like there is something that you can hold. Oh, look at this. And, person say, and the person will say, oh, look at that. Unconditioned. Beyond mind. And show it to another person. And the person will say, oh, look at that. Unconditioned. Beyond mind. Okay? It's not going to be like that. That's really very important when you search about the true nature of reality. Okay. Which is not emptiness. Okay. That's how, if you begin your meditation that way, then you're on the right path. If you begin your meditation, I'm looking for emptiness, you may, you, you, it's not going to help you, especially in the beginning. Okay. Now, uh, so... Your determination must be there. Be passionate about what you, why you want to look, why are you looking for emptiness? Why are you looking for emptiness in the first place? If ever this emotion weighs, it, uh, uh, wanes, you have to strengthen it. Spend as much time as you, as you must for that, for that passion to be there. If there's no passion, forget about finding emptiness, finding the true nature of reality. Okay. So based on that passion, then find out what uh, the term that they use is the uh, okay the object of negation. Okay, you have to really find out what this is about, and it's something that you look for in your mind. It's an emotional. It has, it has an emotional aspect to it. It has a cognitive aspect to it. If you, if you're missing something, if it's just an emotion, you're missing something. They must have those two things along with it. There must be an emotion connected with it. There must be a clear concept of what it's supposed to be. Okay.
then it's supposed to be what you really believe is the true nature of reality. Okay. And to help you with that, don't if you're looking too hard, you, you're, you're missing the point. The reason that it takes too long to find it is because we keep looking too hard. It's already there. You're already ignorant. <laughs> okay. We are already looking at the world with an ignorant, with an ignorant attitude. Whatever, whatever, whatever perception we are having, we're having it. Ignorance is helping us. We are having it with ignorance. So it's there with us already. Hard, you you passed it a long time ago. So just, in, uh, so the 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 application here is relax. Don't don't search too hard. Okay, whatever experience you're having with, when you say door. That's it. You found it. Okay? Now, it's, it's because it's thing about it, because it is always there, it's difficult to see. <laughs> right? Because as soon as you are trying to say, okay, what am I looking at? It seems to go away. That's why you're asked to think of a, of a very emotional moment. Okay, like the time when someone insulted them, when you had a, 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 a very, uh, very exhilarating experience, a very strong, strong, strong sense of joy. Okay, then it will be very, it, the sense of what is real, what you think is real, will be very uh, stronger then. Okay, so passion, finding what is called the object of negation, which is really what you think is real, and it has those two emotion in a cognitive aspect, and then you start to look and in your look in your in your search in your looking you're really looking to establish okay this is what what i see is it is it really what it is is it really what it is saying it is and be the more frank the more honest the more open you are if you start to complicate things by philosopher philosophizing about it, then you're going to miss the point. Okay? The reason that it's difficult is because of all those habits, the intellectual habits that we have. We think it should be that way. And then we ourselves. Just be natural. Okay? Just be natural. And if, if it takes a long time just to, get to be natural, no step zero, spend a long time with it. Just to be natural. Okay, and it will make it easier for all those steps. Okay. So now you're looking, and you're looking with a very open mind. You're looking, uh, the, what we call the expression, the way a child looks at the world without any prejudice. Okay. You look at, looking up, really look at what, what's in front of you. Okay. So, you, like for example, in the Hat Sutra, the example that we're given is the body, right? The first thing, the body. Okay, body. And then as soon as you say body, what is the cognitive and emotional thing that comes up in your mind as to what you think it really is? And then you, what is it that is appearing in front of me? Is it really what my mind thinks it, it is? What is in front of me? You say the body. Okay, what's, what, what's that? Okay, it's, it's supposed to be like we think it is uh, an isolate. That's, I think it's a nice little uh, uh, term. It's, we think of it as an isolate. We think of it as something that exists. In a, in a little vacuum. It's like, you know, it's, it's holding on to its existence. It's, it's uh, producing its existence. Okay? It's perpetuating its existence. Okay? So, d d uh, find something within you that is 
that is that is uh, somehow connected with those terms that I've used. Okay, something within you where you say it's an isolate. Oh, that sense of isolate, that sense of it's producing itself, it's holding itself, its create existence is owned by it. Okay, then you then you examine what is actually in front of you. Okay, it doesn't really have those those attributes of owning its existence and so forth. Okay, body. Okay, body. What do you see when you really look at it? I see head, arms, legs. Say body, but when you're really looking at what's in front of you, you're not saying body or body or body. You're saying head. It's not body. You're saying legs. That's not body. You're saying something other than what the isolate is supposed to be. Okay? And you keep looking for body. You're not looking for legs. You're not looking for head. Okay? So whatever it is not what you're looking in front of you, you sort of like say, okay, that's not what it is, and you put it aside. And when do you finally get to somebody say, oh, body. Okay? That's what you're looking for. When that, when you, when you finally arrive at it, and you, then you can say, oh, that's body. Or there's, there's the isolate, there's the self, there's the exist, uh, owner of its, of its existence, Existent, the owner of this existent thing. Okay, of course, when you keep looking, keep looking, and the emotion that's supposed that, that that's supposed to be the emotion is supposed to be there also. Your there should be a sense of that sense of conviction that you that it is there that you're going to find it. It must it must, it must be there in your search, almost as if it is that emotion that is driving the search. No. You are convinced your car keys are in that basket. Now, the emotion that I'm going to find it is there, looking in the basket. And whatever is not the car key, you, you, you dismiss it until you arrive at either the thing that is car or you, until you arrive at, oh, okay, the, there's, my car keys are not in here. Then you are free of whatever idea or whatever concept that may think, may, makes you say the car keys are in the basket. Okay? Until you actually look, that, that you're not free of, of, that, of that concept. Okay? So that emotion, that conviction that you're going to find, for example, is with you in the search. Okay? And, and it should be a, a very, ex, uh, I don't know if I'm using this word correctly, a very existential feeling. Well, that's supposed to be the very uh, deep philosoph philosophical school in the West, and the existentialist, I'm not quite sure if I really knew what they were talking about when I was in college. It's an existential feeling. Like, you know, what I'm, the, the, way, the way I'm using it here is like the sense of a conviction about it, it, the way you think it exists, ex actually exists. Okay? A conviction about the way you think it exists actually exists that you will encounter that existence. Okay? It should, it should be there with you while you're doing the search. All you need. Okay? Then after, then when the end of it is, of course, you encounter, you, you find the truth of what, about what you're looking for. Okay. After some time doing this, you, you go one, two, three, and you, and you examine yourself when I, uh, uh, something is wrong with the way I'm doing step one, something is wrong with the steps, and you go back and you refine it. That's where you refine, okay, you, you refine specifically what is the object of to be negated what, what is being called the object to be negated, 
what, what is my passion? Did I lose my passion? Why am I doing this in the first place? You have to keep going back to these things. Okay. Then, at some point, you think you have everything correct. You have all the, all the parts correct. And you keep doing the meditation. Keep doing the meditation. At some point, you feel like you're about to get to know the truth, and then you end up flat on your face. You don't get anywhere. You end up even more confused than you were before. That's actually progress, by the way. <laughs> you end up conf- more confused. If you if you if you are not conf- more confused than before, you were. That means you were not doing anything. In your mind, run on something, and you were, and you started out saying, "Okay, I'm going to meditate on, on on wisdom," and you sat down and you did the preliminaries, and then you were and you and, and you sat down thinking about, "Okay, emptiness." Oh, should I have hamburgers in my morning? <laughs> what did I have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> uh, well, I should remember that grocery store I went to. The price was. <laughs> mm. I can't believe what she, I can't believe she said that to me. <laughs> oh, uh, emptiness. Uh, uh, Nagarjuna, something like that. And oh yeah, Nagarjuna. Uh, he was Indian, wasn't he? I like that Indian show that I saw the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those costumes, everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what am I thinking about? Um, emptiness. Where am I? About where am I? The passion. Uh. Mel Brooks. What's, was that Mel Brooks? Who did that thing? <laughs> and then I don't know. The 15 minutes is gone. Oh, it's time to finish. And then you call that meditate, meditation. You, you were meditating on, 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 on wisdom. Okay. All that was struggling. <laughs> okay. So, and of course you end up. You don't end up, you know, confused about about what emptiness is supposed to be. You end up, you know, tired, <laughs> end up uh, sleepier than you were before. Okay. So, but when you when you go through all those those steps, and then you f- you think you're about to get it, and you find out, ah, uh, whoa, what am I? That I don't understand anymore. That's progress. Okay. Okay. After this kind of progress of falling in your face a few times. Then you come up with frustration. That's the deep. I mean, that's deep. If you, if you arrive at frustration, that means you've really been meditating. Okay? You've been really, really been meditating. Now you're ready for this meditation now. On after your season, someone, someone who's uh, seasoned, what's the noun for, not the noun for frustration? Season, no, so what's the adjective? What's the personal? A season frustrant. <laughs> a season frustrant. Frustrant. Someone who's who's been frustrated for for quite some time, but something is holding you holding you there. What's holding you there? Your passion. If your passion is not strong, your frustration will just kick you out of the path altogether. That's why the passion must be strong. Because the passion is strong, the frustration doesn't doesn't make you leave the path. Okay? Now that you have been frustrated for some for some time and on the mantra. Okay? You let all your frustration out on the mantra. And you beg, you have the you have the sense of begging okay, my mind has reached its limit. It cannot continue anymore. It cannot reason anymore. I don't think there is any more reason uh, ability in my mind. I've I, I object called the object of negation for all it. I don't see any further than that. This I, I don't see the point of doing this anymore. I don't see how this is going to help you. Okay, so you turn to uh, 
the meditation where you invite the teacher again, being the, the embodiment of the embodiment of what you look of, of your realization, and you either visualize Prajna uh, Paramita. But if you don't feel any sense of connection with that form, you're not forced to visualize that form. But if you can see that form and then somehow you can make some sort of connection and you have some sort of faith, okay, then you work with it. But work, in the, the main thing is, is the teacher, that, the one that you already have the sense of conviction in. Then you visualize the teacher and with the sense of frustration and you're begging for realization. And as you're reciting the the the, the mantra, gate gate para gate para sam gate almost as if you're uh, you're making a. The, the, uh, I don't know those of you who are in Mipoche's classes, when you when you sign the mantra, it's like a baby saying, "I, I want milk." Wah wah wah. Now when the baby's saying that, it's like, "I want milk. I want milk. I'm hungry." Okay. So when you're reciting the mantra with that same kind of emotion, you're hungry for emptiness. You're hungry to understand it. And that's why you're reciting Om Gati Gati Para Gati Para Sam Gati Bodhisattva. And as you're reciting that, and I have the, all these emotions, and you're trying to see, you're trying to have that, uh, no, trying to have that sense of wanting to understand what is emptiness going on at the same time. Okay. That was a very long introduction, so I can tell you what the meditation is. <laughs> <so> that was <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and wherever you feel comfortable, either the teacher in front of you and then sending light rays towards you so you can be of your stone-headedness that, 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 that's blocking you. Or you can have the teacher on top of your head, whichever, whichever you feel stronger to, uh, towards, if you use that, okay? All right, so. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, so we have to, uh, two minutes to... <laughs> So motivation into a strong determination and let that determination make the body come into uh, a conducive state for meditation. Check the legs and hands, elbows and shoulders, the back, head and neck. Mouth, teeth, tongue, eyes, accompanying you. And you bring that determination to, uh, to be attentive to the breath, and the breath comes into a state that is conducive also. And now we call the tranquil state that you experience and let the vividness of the memory infuse your breath, infuse your body, infuse your mind.
just paying attention to that sense of ease that you are now feeling in the body, holding on to that of the sense of tranquility, either your breath or your body or your mind will give you the indication that a shift has occurred, a shift in tranquility. It's like getting on a new boat, stay with that new sense of tranquility, to stabilize yourself in it, follow the breath for about five cycles. of the sense of ease, calmness in the body, breath, in the mind, in your determination, so just bring whatever conclusion you've reached in your meditation, emptiness, true nature of reality. wishing to go beyond that now in this very session let your mind go out to your infallible guide and feel again that presence that bright presence taking a form that is appropriate to this very meditation either the form of Prajna Paramita or some other form some sense of conviction will help you with your meditation on wisdom see in the very heart of this bright presence, your teacher, the very understanding that you're seeking. And this understanding is so palpable, so clear, it takes the shape of the mantra. Gate, gate, aragate, parasangate, buddhi, svaha. Om, gate, gate, aragate, parasangate, buddhi, svaha. It's almost like a prayer. Take me to the first stage preparation, accumulation, take me to the stage 
of directly seeing the true nature of reality. The stage of arbitrating my mind with the true nature of reality until Bodhi, full enlightenment. Hold on to that measure of conviction that the one who can grant you the reality in his or her heart, or in this case in her heart, the form of Prajnaparamita, is the realization that you seek, the understanding that you seek. So palpable, so clear, it takes the form of the moon disk with the mantra surrounding it and the mind of all the Buddhas taking the form of the syllable whom in the center. And almost as if the syllable the sound of the mantra will be your emotions you recite it and as you recite it cause the mantra to send a cascade of light that goes so whatever obstacles are preventing you from gaining going further it's removing them whatever qualities your mind need to get that realization it's filling your mind with them
sense of tranquility and from within that state again embrace all beings and seeing how beneficial this tranquil state is wish that everyone can also enjoy the benefits let it remove the suffering of all beings happiness the merit that you gain through this meditation and dedicate its power to help you achieve your ultimate goal. again breathing out knowing you're breathing out breathing in knowing you're breathing in become aware of your body starting with the top of your head then include more and more of your body until you